0: Today is July 3rd, 2020. On this day in 1844, the last pair of great auks was killed. Thanks to overhunting from eager collectors, these penguin-like birds were wiped off the earth. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Parcast original. Today we're covering the death of the world's last pair of great auks. Let's go back to the Icelandic island of Eldi on July 3, 1844, early in the morning. The 14 men aboard a small, eight-oared boat struggled to control their vessel on the Atlantic Ocean's churning waves. The towering island of Eldi loomed just ahead of them. Landing on Eldi was nearly impossible. It rose perpendicularly from the water on every side but one, and even there, making landfall was a challenge. But if the men were brave enough to attempt it. Great riches awaited them atop the island's rocky spire. They had come to Eldie in search of great auks. These foot-tall, flightless birds were increasingly rare. Museums and private collectors were willing to pay vast sums of money to obtain a specimen. The skin of a single great auk could fetch up to a full year's wages. And Eldie was the last known place to find them. Over the past 10 years or so, hunters had ravaged the small island's great auk population. At the behest of a collector named Carl F. Seamson, the men who came to Eldie on July 3, 1844, were determined to capture whatever birds remained. After successfully landing on the shore, only three of the fourteen men were brave enough to climb the slippery route to the top of the island. They were Jön Brandson, Seherder Elefson, and Kettle Kettelson the sight of numerous seabirds greeted the three men as they scrambled atop Eldie's rocky promontory, a smattering of cormorants, a company of gannets, and a single pair of great auks shielding a nest. The penguin-like birds had no chance of fighting off the human invaders. As Branson, Elefson, and Kettleson approached the nest, they tried to flee. Branching off from the other two men, Branson herded one of the birds into a corner. He subdued it with ease. Meanwhile, the other bird waddled toward the cliffside with all the speed it could muster. As it reached the precipice, the Atlantic Ocean beckoned many feet below. But before the frightened great auk could dive to safety, Elefson grabbed it. While the other two men wrangled the birds, Kettleson searched the nest for eggs. He found one, but it was cracked and broken. In all the hubbub, one of the men had crushed it. With no other great ox in sight, the three hunters descended the island's slopes with their prey. Taking their prey into the boat alive was out of the question. The conditions were difficult enough without having to wrangle two squirming birds. And besides, the collector who had hired the men wasn't interested in live specimens. After strangling the birds, Elifson and Kettleson tossed them into the boat and hopped in. Branson hesitated. The wind had risen on their journey back to the shore, and the waves were crashing with such fierce strength, one sailor referred to it as, "'Satan's weather.'" However, there wasn't time to wait for Branson to gather his courage. The expedition's foreman threatened to grab the fearful man with the boat hook and drag him in if need be. After more cajoling, Branson finally clambered into the vessel and they set off for the Icelandic mainland. They made it. But ultimately, the collector who organized the expedition never received his bounty. Somewhere along the way, the hunters sold the great ox specimens to someone named Christian Hansen instead. He paid them about nine pounds, the equivalent of roughly 1400 U.S. dollars in today's money. Eventually, the bird's organs were displayed in jars at the University of Copenhagen. But over time, the skins were lost. As of this recording, nobody's quite sure where they ended up. If anyone had known these specimens were the last two great auks on the planet, perhaps they would have been more careful. Coming up, the scientific community realizes that the great auk is extinct. Now, back to the story. On July 3, 1844, two great auks were killed off the coast of Iceland. Some reports put the date of their deaths a month earlier, in June. Either way, at the time, nobody realized that an entire species went extinct along with them. In 1846, another expedition ventured to the island of Eldi in search of great auks. This time, they came up empty. Still, this didn't raise any alarm bells. After all, the world was a big place. The ox would surely turn up somewhere else. That sanguine attitude was backed up in April 1848, when a man named Lorenz Brodkorb and a few others were rowing off the northern coast of Norway. As they crossed a strait between two islands, Brodkorb and his friends saw four birds swimming in the water. Although they were experienced hunters, none of the men recognized the animals. broadcorb curious, shot one of the birds so he and his companions could get a better look at it. Although the bullet mangled most of the bird's head, broadcorb concluded that this was a species he had never encountered before. He dumped the body on the shore so he could come back later and take it home with him. But upon broadcorb's return, the carcass was gone. Intent on learning more about this strange animal, Broadcorb combed the area for the three others, but they were nowhere to be found either. A few months after this encounter, Brodkorb described the bird to a scientist friend. The friend showed him a picture of a great auk. Brodkorb nodded. That was the animal he'd seen. Perhaps because he didn't realize the importance of this sighting, news of Broadcorb's encounter with a great auk didn't reach the international scientific community until 1855, seven years after he saw the bird. But when English naturalist John Woley found out about it, his interest was immediately piqued. Woolley was particularly interested in extinct bird species. By this time, he suspected that the great auk may have gone extinct. But if Broadcorb's account could be confirmed, then perhaps the species persisted. Along with fellow naturalist Alfred Newton, Woolley searched the area where Brodkorb claimed to have seen his mysterious birds. Unfortunately, they were unable to find great auks. Still, Woley and Newton refused to give up on the possibility that the birds were still out there. In 1858, they traveled to Iceland to examine the island of Eldi, where the last confirmed members of the species lived. Just like back in 1844, landing on Eldi was a daunting challenge. But on this occasion, Woolley and Newton failed to make landfall. They hoped to return again the next year, but the conditions were similarly prohibitive. Finally, in 1860, one of the scientists' Icelandic colleagues managed to make landfall. There were no great auks to be found. Woolley and Newton continued to hold out hope that living specimens of great ox would be discovered, but it was to no avail. Eventually, the scientific community had to admit it. The species was extinct. But now, over 175 years after the last great ox were killed, there is hope they may rise again – not through discovery on some remote island, but through science. In 2016, an organization called Revive and Restore announced its intention to bring the great auk back to life. In a plan reminiscent of Jurassic Park, Revive and Restore wants to use great auk DNA to alter the genome of a close relative, the razorbill. This hybrid species would essentially be a great auk. As of this recording, the project has yet to take a meaningful step forward, but if Revive and Restore successfully recreates the Great auk, these birds would restore biodiversity to the North Atlantic and harness human ingenuity to reverse a tragedy of our own making. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For another story on human-driven extinction, check out the Dodo Bird episode of the ParCast original, Gone. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson.